this is Drive Time, the podcast where I drive to or from work. Today is Tuesday, uh, December 6, 2022, and I've just got to let you know that uh, today is a pretty interesting day for Tennessee Titan fans. So this episode will be dedicated to the firing of GM uh, John Robinson. This is all I'm going to talk about in this episode is Tennessee Titans football. Um, If you want to skip this episode, I completely agree. I'm talking to my children in the future who find this podcast 20 to 30 years into the future. You can go back and listen to see how this event unfolded, but I'm talking about Tennessee Titans football this whole episode, okay? Kids, y'all know, y'all grew up with daddy, right? Daddy loves Tennessee Titans football. I made y'all watch the games growing up. I've had Abby and Rachel sit on my lap watching the games whenever they were on prime time, which is and 
least garbage with defense. Um, he had some good players too, Mike Vrabel. He had some pretty good players. Had some, uh, had you know, JJ Watt, had JJ Clown, uh, um, uh, Clowney, um, had a couple of solid linebackers, and not necessarily always had good corners, ironically. But defense was okay, but they sucked. Everybody scored on them. It was the El Toro defense. Um, I remember listening to sports radio at the time in 2006, 2007, 2008. That's what one of the sports announcers called uh, the Houston's defense, El Toro, because basically you just kind of run through it. Anyway, uh, Mike Vrabel starts in 2019 season. He goes 9-7. and seven. So It matches the record for the last three years, 9-7. and seven. But Then in 2020, he goes 11-5. And, and then in 2021, he goes 12-5. And, and this year, he's off to a 7-5. Obviously, the Houston Texans, um, the, ten, the Colts, and the Jacksonville Jaguars in the AFC South, they suck. The, all, the, all three of those teams are bottom of the barrel, um, straight trash. Um, so Tennessee needed to win eight to nine games, and they were going to win this division. We all knew. Tennessee is on task to probably end up winning about 11 or 12. Um Seven and five right now. Got some winnable games ahead of them. Jacksonville, uh, you know, two. So they play 18 games. Um, they have four more games ahead of them. So it's looking like Jacksonville is going to get that ass stomped twice. Uh, and Tennessee will at least be nine five uh, at that point. Now they're probably going to pick up another game. So it'll be ten and probably ten and six, um, maybe ten and seven, depending on how it goes. But I mean. They're going to have to lose. They're at a three-game lead right now in the AFC South over, um, I believe it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. So if they step on the Jaguars' neck on these next two losses um, for them, and then it's, it's all she wrote. So. Anyway, that's this year as a microcosm. But the reason why John Robinson was fired from the Tennessee Titans I think has everything to do with the head coach, with Mike Brady. Because if you look at it before, John Robinson was hailed a success when he had three years as a nine and seven GM. Like I mean, he had he had the shits as a you know head coach. Uh, Ken Wisenhunt, uh, he's he was a good offensive coordinator. He's out of football, I believe, right now. Yeah, and then you had Mike Munchlack, who uh, Munchak or whatever. He was an offensive lines coach who you know who played with the Titans before actually. Uh, so we appreciate his service as a player, but. And don't get me wrong, Mike Vrabel was a, pl- a player too. He played for the Patriots. Actually, John Robinson, the GM that just got fired for the Tennessee Titans, that was the guy who drafted Mike Vrabel to the Patriots. So let's not sit here and act like you know they hate each other. But I'm pretty sure they have a, a pretty professional relationship. The Ohio State Buckeyes, which is Mike Vrabel's college alma mater, they have been interested in having Coach Vrabel come back to the college league and coach. Mike Vrabel loves the NFL. He's going to coach in the NFL. He wants to coach in the NFL. His his thought process is, I'm going to be in Tennessee. But John Robinson should. John Robinson's decisions as of late have been very suspicious. Now, there are some things that I think he does well, and there are some things that I think he doesn't do well. One of the main ones is taking flyers on 
injured or recovering players. And I think that when you really take a look at, you know, his overall record, you're going to see a lot of misses. Now, recently, you have people like Caleb Farley, who was a first-round cornerback pick. He fucking sucks. Can't get on the thing. You signed uh, an injured player, Robert Woods, from the Los Angeles. I mean, you trade, basically, for him. And you get Robert Woods, and, and he hadn't done fucking shit. You uh, take Julio Jones from the Atlanta Falcons, and he does fucking shit. You take Clowney from the Houston Texans. He does, you guessed it, fucking shit. You draft Isaiah Wilson, offensive lineman, in the first round, and he doesn't want to play football. He wanted to get that check, that instant millions, and then he rolled off. If you don't know Isaiah Wilson, Google that shit. Heartbreaking. That's John Robinson. So the Isaiah Wilson thing happened, I think, in 2020, 2021. 2021 season. And Jesus Christ, I was like, this is the guy who's making these decisions. The A.J. Brown trade of 2022. Fucking hell. Okay? Let me tell you about this. A.J. Brown was our star wide receiver. Drafted? Probably 2020, 2019. He was a solid, solid-ass beast. Great hands. I mean, he wasn't really injured. He was very extremely consistent as a wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans. He was really the only option we had when it comes to, uh, you know, wide receiver. We had a good tight end named Jonu Smith. He gets signed to the Patriots and never sees the field, right? Jonu Smith walks in free agency, never sees the field again. Dies, you know, dies in Indianapolis, or not Indianapolis, dies in uh, New England as a Patriot, and they, you know, the Patriots also signed Hunter Henry, and they have big plans for Hunter Henry. And they have big plans for Jonu Smith, and none of it come to fruition. None of it. AJ Brown was so solid as our receiver, but we trade him away. This GM had the balls to think, "Oh yeah, we don't want to pay him twenty million." Which again, the wide receiver market. Look up at this time. You have a lot of wide receivers in boot. And a lot of these GMs are thinking, I could draft a new wide receiver, pay him cheap for three to four years, and then go let a bottom feeder team go over there and grab him. The problem was the Eagles aren't a bottom feeder team. The Eagles were primed with a new quarterback on a rookie deal and a, a pretty solid-ass defense. I start them every week in fantasy football because they produce. So I, they don't have a run game, but guess what? They have a running quarterback. That's all you need. Hell, he's half a running back. Jamar, uh, just like a... Lamar Jackson, but I I look at this in the sense of you give away A.J. Brown for a first-round pick and a couple of other picks, which they didn't translate to anything, and it's like, what the fuck are we doing? We're giving away a guy because you didn't want to pay him? Now, the owner seems to open up a checkbook for a new stadium, opens up a checkbook for this and this. I think Josh Ro John Robinson was just fucking with her, telling her, hey, I'll, I'll pay. No, he wants so much more money than what it is. Like, this guy can't do his job and pay. Like, dude, this guy is a key piece to our offense. He's the only thing that makes the offense tick that opens up A.J. You know, A.J. Brown opens up for Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry opens up for A.J. Brown. Like, I mean, you can't be. You can't. 
can't be fucking kidding me with this. So now look at the politics of it. The politics, I think, is that Mike Vrabel, an Ohio State alum, there's an open vacancy at the Ohio State University. I think it's like, hey, Frapes, after this year, we want you to uh, quit the NFL, resign as the head coach, and come play and come coach over here. And I think he told ownership, which is Amy Adams Strunk, and she said, uh, what's it going to take to keep you around, Mike? I need you to fire that motherfucker over there. He traded my best wide receiver. He traded... I mean, he, he went on the Pat McAfee show, um, you know, basically a month before a, the draft and A.J. Brown being traded on the draft day and basically was like, as long as A.J. Brown... As long as I'm the head coach, A.J. Brown's going to be a Titan. Now, it makes Mike Vrabel look like a liar, which, again, he, that's not really his decision. So, Mike Vrabel did put himself in a... You know, position, but I also think that he was kind of goading higher management. He's like, bitch, fuck you. If you trade, it makes me look bad. You make me look bad, not a lot of people won't come play for me. Other, other people. So, Bud Dupree is a outside linebacker, inside linebacker that we signed from the Steelers. Cut him. He's been hurt. Robert Woods, cut him. It's eleven million dollars. Zach Cunningham, cut him. $11 million. Ryan Tannehill. It's going to be a cap casualty. Definitely. I feel like you got to cut his ass. Get him the fuck out of here. And then we can go sign Aaron Rodgers. Now I know. Aaron Rodgers. What does that mean? You know. I, I personally feel like Aaron Rodgers is the key that a quarterback, I mean, you know, pick a quarterback. It doesn't really matter, but, um, you know, the quarterback is the key to the Tennessee Titans. I like Tannehill well enough. He pulled us out, you know, in 2019, comeback player of the year. The year after that, 2020, Derrick Henry, offensive player of the year. Mike Vrabel, 2021, coach of the year. That's that's that is the legacy. That is the that's the resume. You know, that's what they've been doing there. So to sit here and tell them, or sit here and tell me that it's just not tangible, that it doesn't make any sense, that you know, I mean, you got to. I know Ryan. I know Ryan Tannehill's a name in some ways. I know he can he can provide some things. Ryan does some good things. And I'm okay giving him up. He's got a $40 million contract that John Robinson was the one who negotiated. It's like, fuck, dude. I don't want your secondhand trash, John Robinson. I don't want the people who you feel are going to be the best. They, they fucking suck. Robert Woods sucks. He hadn't even been on the field. He can't. I mean, and it always seems like we're cursed in some ways. Like, we have players who have promise, but for some reason or another, they just don't work out. I mean, you go back to Julio Jones and you go back to, you know, I mean, Julio Jones is a, is a great case, but then you also talk about Javadion, you know, Davion Clowney, 
um, you know, you talk about these players that we we took a gamble on. They were coming off injury, or or you know, they had a lot of promise, or a lot of name behind them. You know, they were people who have made a, a name for themselves in the NFL. But Bud Dupree is the same thing. We have a left tackle, Taylor Luan, who a couple years ago was you know all all pro left tackle, and now our offensive line is absolutely garbage. Shout out Ben Jones. Ben Jones is the only guy who's on that offensive line really worth a damn. Um, it, it just... My first move would be cut all these auxiliary players. Um, Dupree, outside linebacker. Uh, you have Rashad Weaver, who's on an, you know he's on a rookie contract. You re-sign uh, D'Amico Altry and Jeff Simmons, who are our interior offensive line or defensive linemen. They're fucking beast. We go out, we start looking for corners, we start looking for offensive line. Derrick Henry can run behind that. Then, draft talent. Draft talented wide receivers who, you know, for lack of a better words, are, are young, who are soft. Uh, you know, they're young in the game. They have young legs. They'll be able to do the things that, you know, most NFL teams are going to need. They're cheap, right? They're cheap. I'm not. I'm surprised we didn't give Kadalius Tony an option from the Giants. You know, he's a troubled wide receiver. Um, the Jets have three wide receivers right now who they're going to want to get off of. There's Garrett Wilson. There's the other guy who throws a fit because he ain't getting the ball. Come to Tennessee, dude. We'll throw you the ball. You're the only guy we fucking have who can catch a ball. You know what I mean? Like, you. I mean, don't get me wrong. Traylon Burks, which is the first-round pick from the last year, very good player. Very solid player. I think he'll do well for us. He might be a solid number one receiver. Time will tell. He's not. He's going to be better than Woods. Woods is a third wide receiver slot guy. So if you can bring in a second and a third wide receiver, prime guy who's just going to come out here and who's going to ball out, that's what you need. You need a guy who's just going to fucking ball out. Like, that's what you need. We have Malik Willis coming up in the ranks. Uh, he's, a, he's, he's a quarterback. Uh, he's probably going to be more of a quarterback running back in the style of Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. If he can get it down, he is the future. He's going to need three years to get it down. Have him under Tannehill. Okay, fuck Tannehill. But if you bring in Aaron Rodgers for two years, and now he's helping produce and play, not only is that like, not only does that make sense to me, I think that that's probably the best way the franchise could could think of moving to. Um, uh, again, I, I'm hoping for Aaron Rodgers, a quarterback, a talented quarterback with long pedigree. But then I sound like any other of, uh, you know, uh, John Robinson's picks. Uh, oh, guy, he's got a great record and he might be washed up, but we'll see. Put him out there. Quarterbacks are different. We've never went out and paid for a high, you know, high premium quarterback. And Kerry Collins is a backup with Vince Young. Vince Young was the last big name that was here, I mean, it's pretty, pretty obvious that we don't really give a shit about our, our quarterback play, I mean, even the backups don't get much love, like, truly, you know, when you think about it, it's like, okay, we have, you know, Ryan Tannehill right now as our, as our guy, Ryan Tannehill right now is our guy, he's been very good. He's been good for a medium amount of time, right? 
hasn't really hurt all too much. He's got a little bit of athleticism. You know, the Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, Julio Jones. Well, not even Julio Jones because he really wasn't a contributor for us. But um, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, that was a, a great matchup on paper. But Julio Jones just wouldn't 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 recover, wouldn't focus on being you know, a part of the recovery, didn't want to practice, didn't want to do this, didn't want to do that. And that stuff really hurts when you try to put an organization, you got to get the reps. You've got somebody like Des Fitzpatrick, who, if you're familiar at this point, there's a guy named Amon St. Brown. He's the wide receiver for the Detroit Lions. He's fucking lighting it up. Every week he catches a touchdown. There's Christian Watson, who's a first round pick for um, your, what is it called? Your Green Bay Packers. Uh, he's lighting it up. There's a, his, the other guy, Dobson. He's injured right now, but still, he was lighting it up. So, Green Bay has some good talent that they find in second and third round wide receiver picks. They got guys who are, you know who can translate and 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 move through. And I, I think they they're in good shape. But you know, I think they want to give the reins to Jordan Love and they want to push out Aaron Rodgers and. Let Aaron Rodgers come to Tennessee. Let him win a Super Bowl here with us because he's got a super stacked defense. Again, corner is an option. We've got deep offensive line or defensive line. Offensive line is an issue. So it's going to be an offensive draft. You know, you're going to have to look for a cornerback, and then you're going to start looking for, you know, your 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 offensive line help, and then skill positions. You know, offensive line. You got to take a left tackle, maybe get one in free agency, take a left tackle in maybe the fifth or sixth round, uh, or, or some offensive line help in the fifth or sixth round uh, as a supplement, as a, as a backup guy, as a guy who's going to learn in two, three years down the road, he's the, he's the goods. You know, uh, you got to take two of those guys. And then you go, you go out and you pay. You got to pay. $9 million for Jack Conklin to come back, maybe. Fuck it. He's been in the organization before. Anyway, I look at, I mean, the A.J. Brown trade, the Isaiah Wilson draft, uh, Clowney, Woods, Farley, uh, Julio Jones bust. I mean, uh, Bishop Sankey, uh, you know, there's just so many fucking guys that just did not work out. DeMarco Murray wasn't a bad trade and pickup, and, you know, he worked for a while, but then he also, you know, kind of hampered King Henry from emerging. You know, we could have had more King Henry a lot earlier, but then again, you know, it's hard to say, you know, if he would have been effective, if, you know, all those extra hits would have taken a toll at this point. So it worked out the way it worked out. But I mean, and even with wide receivers, I mean, you, shit, we had fucking no names out here trying to, trying to act like number one studs. And it was like, they're not, they're not great. You know, Kenny Britt, <laughs> I mean, uh, we had a good tight end with, uh, you know, uh, what is his name? I said it earlier. Went to the Patriots. Drew, uh, Johnu Smith. And fucking Johnu Smith gets let go. Hey, that's no big deal. We ain't going to pay you. What the fuck, dude? And I get it. King Henry, no big deal. We want to keep him happy. We want to keep him with us. Because there's going to be another team that's going to want to run the ball like Derrick Henry. There's not anybody who can run the ball like Derrick Henry. We got to start looking at our passing game because that's what's going to keep Henry in the game for more, I guess, more years. And again, you might go back and, and this is the, you know, 
week 14 when I record this, he blows his knee out week 15, you know, career ending injury and you know, it's over. That that's not going to happen. I don't feel. It could, there's always a possibility. But this is the recording when I was so optimistic and then everything went to shit. Fire the GM, Derek Henry blows out a leg, what, you know, whatever. And it might happen because he's been injured last year, but it's just, you know, what, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to do? Anyway, so the Tennessee Titans made a move. I, I feel like it's the ownership saying, you've done great. You've, you've gotten us. You know, back-to-back AFC championships three times at this point now. You know, you, you've given us a great head coach who's better actually at his job than you're at your job. And he expects, you know, a higher quality of finding talented players, making them work for us, being a part of a team. You know, the next three years is where we tell who won this divorce. Because... It just seems like mediocrity. You know, Amy Adams struck, struck said pretty much, a good is not good enough for us right now. Good is not great. And if you've ever read the book, good to, From Good to Great, it is basically that philosophy of good is the opposite of great. Okay, If you're good, then you'll never be great. And if you're great, you don't want to be good. And it's it's that duality, you know, that di- diversity of it. That um, that's pretty interesting because that's how I read it. That's how I see it, and um, I, I just I understand that from my point of view. That's something that I feel like the organization is doing right now. But I could be wrong. You know, we could suck again next year and the year after that, and then it's like, you know, what the fuck are we doing? Like, how how are we doing this? What are we doing? Like, you could go through all that. But at the end of the day. You know, I know we're going to have to have a lot of cut uh, cap casualties. I know there's a lot of people that we're going to have to cut. There's a lot of people that we're going to have to get involved with. And there's going to be some hard decisions. And it's if it's Mike Vrabel making those decisions, I'm I'm somewhat okay with. You know, I'm 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 decently okay with. I mean, honestly. I'm like 80% confident and on board that if Mike Vrabel makes the decisions for the Tennessee Titans, the Tennessee Titans will go in a more positive way, right? Because right now, we're at a bloody zenith. I mean, 11, 9-7, and 11-5, 12-5, 7-and who knows, which I think will end up maybe 11-5. and five. Um, you know, statistically, I mean, we went 12 and five or seven and five right now. I mean, we've got, we have five more games ahead of us. I mean, we might lose two, say we go three and two on the last, you know, the last bet. It's, 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 you know, seven, 10 and seven, which Ten and seven is a great position in the NFL. You know how hard it is to win in the NFL week to week. Regardless, again, that's a comparison like that is easy to make right now. But again, he's he's putting in the work. He's trying to say, hey, I care about this enough to make the decisions, and I confidently feel 
you know, for the most part, 80% is a pretty good amount, that he'll be able to make the right decisions. Now, he's got to put a good staff in front of him. We've got to do something about the offensive, you know, the offensive, uh, the offensive uh, prowess, right? We, we got to do something about the offense here because, you know, realistically, they are sucking hardcore. Like, the biggest thing that I see when it comes to them as an organization is the offensive uh, deficiency we have at wide receiver. The offensive line has been shot to shit over the last couple years. I mean, don't get me wrong, Taylor Luan, the uh, starting left tackle, was out there. I really don't feel like we're still going to have a great, you know, thing. And I mean, he's going to retire, I, I think. I think he's just so banged up and hurt that it's not, it's not going to work. That's just, that's, I mean, that's just how I feel. I just feel like, hey, after this year, I'm announcing my retirement from the whatever he's got, Bustle with the Boys, a podcast that he runs with his friend, Will Compton, um, who I think signed with the banana. But, mm, just a lot of decisions are being made, and I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Seven years, you've taken us to the next, probably you took us two or three steps into the future from where we were. And now, your time is done with us. Appreciate your service. I think you did okay. I think you did all right. But for where we really want to go, this ain't this ain't the move. You're com- you're comfortable with nine and seven, nine and seven, nine and seven. You hire a great head coach who takes your nine and seven team. You know you're barely thriving team to. 11 and 5, 12 and 5, and probably 11 and 4, or 11 and 5. You know, 12 and 5, or, or 11 and 6, something like that, right? That's what the Tennessee Titans will end up. You know, and, and there's staffing issues when it comes to like who is actually the one to call in the plays. I mean, our uh, offensive coordinator got caught with a DUI after a win in Green Bay. And, uh, you know, the, the NFL is investigating that. You know, they're going to take away draft picks, all the other bullshit, yada, yada, yada. It's not like Robinson was going to do anything with them anyway. Fuck that guy. But, like, it, it's just, you know, Downey doesn't need to be with us anymore. He doesn't need to be calling plays. And Mike Vrabel's a guy who's going to at least say, hey, you know, Downey's our guy. Downey's my offensive coordinator right now. This is what I want to do. This is how I want to attack this. Tim Kelly, which was the uh, last year played, he was in Houston, unfortunately. But I was at that game in 2021, like week six, 17, week 17, when you know Houston or the Tennessee Titans clinched the number one AFC seed in Houston. And in the third quarter of that game, I started to get real nervous because. Lovey Smith is the head coach. Um, the offensive play caller, Tim Patrick, I think. Tim, Tim something. Tim Kelly. Um, start calling a lot of pass plays. The designs of these were really full in Tennessee Titans secondary. And they gashed us for so many yards in this third and even the fourth. Daniel Mandola, who was a, a wide receiver, he, he lived in freaking Woodlands, basically. He would drive in for the games just to, you know, 
he was lighting us up because he was a little guy who t took these little out screen passes. He took the, the up and ins. I mean, he had he, he was running such good routes and he had such a good uh, direction for for the routes. And then Tim Kelly is the offensive coordinator who, well, he's the passing coordinator. Basically, that was his thing. And we have no pass game. We have Todd Downey who is run the ball, run the ball, punt the ball. Run the ball, run the ball, third and, and eight, or third and seven. Uh, pass the ball five yards or six yards to a little dump for a tight end. It's like you have no fucking imagination. Let's put four wide receivers in with a, with a scat back and, you know, four guys run three different crossing patterns uh, or, you know, whatever the fuck, right? Let's get a third down with three wide receivers and a, and a, a tight end and, and then, like, a, a scat back. You know, out there, looking to look into school, like make some fucking concepts, dude. Anyway, I'm, I'm ranting about little minute things, but I don't know if that was John Robinson keeping Downey or if that was John Robinson pulling Kelly to the offensive side and saying, "Hey, this is what you have to deal with." I personally think Mike Vrabel said, "Fuck you, I want to do things my way. If you don't get out, I'm going to the Ohio State University." I'm going to go coach at my alma mater and, you know, good luck, John, fuck it up and moving back to a 9-7 performance where you should be, you piece of shit motherfucker. I think that's, I think that was the message that good old Mike Vrabel pretty much told him, hey, kiss my ass, either, either fire this fuck or I'm out. And the ownership said, hey, John, get the fuck out. Can't, can't keep you. Uh, you know, we got Mike Vrabel here. He's coach of the year. He's got he's got so much, you know, so much there. After a 12 and 5 record, you know, a record the Titans hadn't seen since 13 and 3 when they were in, you know, 2007 with Kerry Collins and CJ2K. I mean, like <sighs> Anyway. This has been in drop time. Appreciate everybody listening. Let's tighten up. And uh, I'll have a regular episode next time. So catch y'all down the road. Bye.